Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Oh, say Literally, though, right now, as I'm starting my show, a news <laughs> a broadcast just came to my phone. It says, Stacey Abrams has been nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> oh my goodness, the devil is a lie. He's a lie, y'all. <laughs> I'm just telling you right now. I mean, knowing what Mrs. Ms. Abrams has done with not only this election, but just over the years and the little lies that she's told <laughs> while she was running for governor. <laughs> a uh, a race that she never conceded, by the way. Uh, so for those of you who are like, ah, President Trump yeah, conceded, I'm like, he just needs to go ahead and concede. I'm like, well, Stacey didn't. Literally stood on a stage next to Brian Kemp, who now we're all like, ah, goodness gracious, who's worse, right? For those of us who have eyes to see and ears to hear. Um, lied about a piece of legislation that she swore she supported, looked straight into the camera to millions of viewers on a debate stage and said, I supported that. No less than five minutes after she lied, uh, did the author of said legislation take to social media. It was like, what? Hold on a minute. <sighs> that is not true, Miss Abrams. You not only did not support that legislation, you fought arduously to kill it. Yeah. So some of you are like, but nobody would do that. See, well-meaning godly people do not wake up every morning thinking about how they're going to uh, lie to others, how they're going to deceive the world to garner their little their little corner, their little shred of power base in whatever corner of the universe they live in. You don't wake up thinking about those things. How can I wreck this system? Who can I lie to today? Who can I oppress today? Who can I encumber with horrible policies? Who can I falsely accuse today? Most of you don't wake up thinking about that. But some people do. And apparently that day, Ms. Abrams did. And lies lead to oppression. There's nothing peaceful about a liar Nothing. There's not. There's no amount of peace that comes out of lies. Something is going to agitate the peace when a lie has been told, whether it's the lie giver or the lie the the recipient of the lies or recipients. 
right? The the words of a talebearer go down into the innermost parts of the belly and they wound. So if you wonder why you feel so awful or defiled when you find out someone's been lying to you, that's why. Because that's what the Bible says is going to happen. It's going to hurt and it's going to hurt down in your belly because you're, the seed of your spirit is in your belly. So for those of you who are like, God, why do I have so many stomach problems, indigestion, I'm so afraid. Well, you know, I can't hold food down or I can't eat this anymore. There are for sure some anatomical reasons behind that, of course. But another prevailing reason that can lead to a physiological breakdown is because you have first broken the barrier to your gates are down in your city. The spirit. A man who has no rule over his spirit is like a city with its walls down, and every manner of beast goes in and out. So when a false accusation comes your way, you take it in. I used to do that. Oh my gosh, I'll never forget the first time this crazy woman accused me of something professionally, and I'm like, what? Literally wrote my attorney. I had to hire quote, a friend of mine to defend me against something that literally had no basis whatsoever in reality, much less truth. And I was, it was my first experience. I mean, I've dated liars throughout my life. Don't get me wrong. I could write a book about that alone. Kind of did in my first book. But this person was a pathological liar and could look you dead in your face face, kind of eerily, almost like a sociopath. This is like Ted Bundy stuff, right? This is Stacey Abrams stuff, who can look millions of voters in in the face, in the camera, and say, I supported that legislation with a big old smile on her face and mean it. And you're going to believe it because you're supposed to. And if you question her, then you must be a racist. See how we've all been conditioned? I mean, it's crazy, but it's true. This woman lied about me so bad that my stomach was upset for like six months, and I couldn't figure out what was going on. I'm like, well, if I know what she's saying is not true, but she keeps threatening me threatening me with court, threatening me, <laughs> let's try that again, to take me before a judge and lie about me. There was something about that. It probably goes back to my childhood, right? where thankfully the Lord's dealt with me with that. But it's like, you know how it is when you have older siblings, and they're like, well, she did it. Monica did it. And I'm like, no, no, that wasn't me, I promise. But yet you still get punished for it. You're not believed, right? And unwittingly, parents do that too. You have multiple children. You're like, I, I don't know who to believe, so all of y'all are getting a whooping. Get in, get in line. Or all of y'all are getting the soap in the mouth. I don't know. And I remember that as a kid. Boy, we uttered some kind of a cuss word up in Hall County, Georgia, during my camp meet, my church camp meet week. <laughs> One of us said it. I still don't think it was me, but somebody said the sh- it word. <laughs> and my aunt was like, okay, who did it? I was like, what me? My cousin's like, what me? So, well, I'll tell you what, both of y'all get in the bathroom and get the soap. Ugh, God. Washed our mouths out with dial so it was yellow. It was like orange. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And I'm like, you know, I'm burping soap bubbles for an hour. (laughs) It was so bad. But liars suck. Can we just be real? 
And I get it because I talked about it on a show today that I was a guest on. Totally loved it. And I'll put it up later so you guys can find it. But it was so much fun. And the pastor's like, Pastor Dave's like, you know, we're talking about um, legitimate versus illegitimacy according to the word. And, um, and I'm like, you know, look at Abraham and how we came to know the Lord and through the word of the Bible and how we read the Bible, how we read the Bible, how we got to where we are with the Bible being in our cells. It's literally a part of my marrow. And that's not because I'm some holy roller. It's because God literally planted his word in my marrow. Doesn't mean I don't forget to call upon it or be obedient to it or practice it or stand on it or roll around in it or hold it over my head as a banner. It doesn't mean any of that. What it means is that God was faithful to engraft his word into my very fiber of my being. But I spent time with him for that to happen. And I ingested the truth. So as I'm going back through the scriptures, (laughs) I realized that Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob were all liars. And he's the father of my faith. And trust me, I say this with the utmost respect for Abraham. Absolutely. Wholeheartedly. Super awesome daddy of the faith, right? But he had a problem that most of us have, which is fear of man. And when the king came around looking at Sarah like, She's kind of fun. He was like, yeah, well, that's my sister. (laughs) And the king could have taken Sarah in. And once he realized who she was, he got on to Abraham like, what the heck are you doing? You could have brought a curse down upon me for taking your wife in. Why didn't you tell me she was your sister? And Abraham's like, well, I was afraid. Okay, so there's there's two things going on there. He was afraid. (laughs) We're told not to fear. (laughs) and B, um, he lied. So lying is not of God. (laughs) There you go. There's your Bible study for the day. (laughs) But so the words of a talebearer go down into the innermost parts of being, and guess what? Y'all are being lied on ad nauseum. If you are a patriot of this country, or if you're a conservative, you're a Christian, you believe in the Constitution. You are the target of lies. You're going to be set up to be a target for a campaign of lies about you, about your character, about who you are, about what you think, how you feel, about your God, about your constitution, about how great the country is, how horrible the country, I mean, who you voted for, the colors you wear, the things you've posted, right? People are going to lie about you. So I want to help you today undergird yourself in your own identity I need you to get that settled, that if you are a child of God, that is your identity. And what does that mean? You speak the truth to lies at all costs. That's your plumb line. That's it. That's the standard. You speak truth to lies at all costs. It could cost your job. It could cost you a family member. It could cost you a spouse. I don't know. I mean, I wish for that. It could cost you political position, persuasion, access. It could cost your life. There's a lot of things that it, there's a cost. You know, you just like, well, I believe in Jesus. It's, that's my privacy. That's my, that's a personal relationship with the Lord. I don't have to be public about it. Right. You're right. You don't. But here's how we know wheat from chaff. 
that when it comes time to speak truth to lies while everybody's blowing up Linwood's Telegram account or mine or someone else's saying, what do we do? And then you're given very simple, basic steps about what to do. You look at that as folly and you ask again, what do we do? And the basic plumb line of all Christianity is one simple word. You ready? Truth. Our kingdom does not honor lies. I just got a a Twitter person who tweeted to me saying, yeah, but so-and-so saying this about us and -and so-and-so saying that about us. And I was like, who cares? Who cares if they're calling you a domestic terrorist? Are you? Who cares if they're telling you that just because you're in the metro D.C. area, you too could be visited by the FBI? Who cares? Were you there? What were you doing? Are you guilty? Were you part of a plan or plot to take down the Capitol? Then you might have a couple of things to be concerned about. And in that moment, I highly suggest you tell the truth. If you are visit, I always suggest you tell the truth anyway. But if for some reason you have been a part of something that turned really bad, you should still tell the truth because the truth will always defend itself. God defended Jesus to Satan by raising him from the dead. When Christ descended into hell for you and for me and for every living being ever created, who will ever be created, every human being, Christ did that for every single human being. He wishes that no man would perish, right? according to the word. When he did that, it was settled. The victory was settled and truth prevailed over the lie of death. He fulfilled the law. He fulfilled it. He took your place. He took my place. So if something's telling you to cower in the face of a takeover of your nation in the face of false accusations, falsehoods about you, about the election, about this president. If if there's something you don't know or you're not certain of, that's fine. If you're not sure that the evidence, the, the mountains of evidence that people have brought forth regarding election fraud, if you're not sure that's true, then stay true to your truth in that regard. If it's relative to you in that way, fine. It's evidentiary things. I get it. You might not understand what you're looking at. You may choose to believe your elected officials for a number of reasons. You could have a bias toward them for a number of reasons that are in your heart and between you and your creator. Not my problem. You make it my problem, so to speak, when you accuse me and a hundred million other Americans of being domestic terrorists because we voted for liberty. That's a problem. But here's how we remedy it. We remedy it by speaking truth to the problems, to the lies. We speak truth. And where do we start with that? In our own mirror, in our own homes. Don't receive the Scud missiles. Put up your iron domes right now. Now, I've been saying that, I've been saying build your ark. And everyone's like, oh, well, we built the ark and there wasn't, nothing happened. 
We didn't have any unrest. And I thought she said it was going to be World War III. Instead of being grateful, right? Instead of being grateful, like I had a friend, a guy friend of mine who was diagnosed with cancer, right? And then, and then found out and thought he had cancer, but he didn't, but it was like, I don't know, stage, stage kind of, right? And, but went ahead and, and, and proactively took some measures so that this supposed cancer would not spread and some pretty extreme measures, honestly. And, uh, but that was his choice, right? It's his body, his choice kind of thing where it's like, all right, you know, I'm tired of being afraid that this thing's that it is, or it's going to come back or blah, blah, blah. So I'm just going to take care of some things. So he did. Then he goes to like another physician some years later and the physician's like, oh, well, looking at your scans and looking over your reports, I just want to tell you, I don't know, really know how to tell you this, but hopefully it'll bring you some peace of mind, but you never had cancer. And I remember him being so mad. He, I mean, he was livid online mad that I can't believe that. And how dare him say that I would, and I'm, and I'm, I'm literally on the other end of this going, okay, I'm certainly not going to judge because thank God I've never been diagnosed with cancer. So I cannot imagine, nor do I ever want to imagine what that fear is like, that terror that, you know, sinks into your gut when you get that kind of a diagnosis. Um, but I remember thinking to myself, huh, that's interesting. If my physician told me, hey, fun fact, you never had cancer, I'd be like, well, hallelujah. You're darn right I never had cancer or whatever. I mean, I'd hope that I'd be like, oh my gosh, you serious? Now, I'd probably be mad that I believed a lie. And do you know what cancer is? You ready? It's a malignancy. And do you know what the root word of malignant is? Malign. You are being asked and you're being charged with a crime that most of you, if not all of my listeners, did not commit. You were probably nowhere near D.C. You probably don't hate your liberal friends or neighbors. You're probably not a racist. You are probably not waging war against people or inciting violence. You are probably a taxpayer. You probably love the stranger, the, the, you probably are, you, you love immigrants, right? Legal migration. You probably love God. You probably love abiding by the law, right? Everything they're telling you are is a lie. Don't receive the malignancy. They are maligning you. That's the best way I can describe this for you all. You are being maligned, and that is coming directly from the kingdom of hell. Because he comes to steal and kill and destroy. And how does he usually start that campaign? With a lie. When Satan said to God, Lucifer said to God, and someone just instructed me on this today in a very long ministry session I had, which was so cleansing of my soul. Oh my gosh, I'm so grateful to God, which is why I'm excited about being here this evening to pour into you. My cup is so full, it is absolutely running over. But she, I have a woman who is, I mean, she's ordained by God 
to minister to the souls of others. It's just that simple. And she ministers with what? The truth. The truth. And she listens to the Holy Spirit. And we take things before the Lord and we repent. We confess, which is what we're told to do. We talk through things. We, you know, I confess things. I get that stuff out. So it's not stagnant down in my belly and my bones and my blood and my thoughts and my head. I'm not walking around with all this baggage of shortcomings and falling short of the glory and, you know, which leads to guilt usually for Christians because we're like, oh boy, I know I shouldn't be doing that, but I'm doing it anyway. And, you know, God, God understands that whole mess and he does actually understand, but there comes a time when he's like, all right, I need you to grow up because your calling matters and my kingdom matters and your calling is a part of my kingdom. And so I need you to walk away from the things that you used to engage in the lies that you believed about yourself. I've got to have you leave that stuff behind. And one way you do that is by bringing it to me in confession, allowing the, the deacons of the church to anoint you with oil, right? If any one of you is sick, call the elders of the church, confess your sins, have them anoint you with oil. Get up out of your sick bed and keep walking. It has nothing to do with the vaccine. I'm not telling you to not get the vaccine. I'm not getting the vaccine. I, that's my personal choice for now. I plan on keeping it my personal choice. You have yours, and I am not here to shame you about vaccines. That's not who I am. Again, chew the meat, spit out the bones. I need to make a t-shirt with that. Chew the meat, spit out the bones. Monica Matthews. Seriously, if you're an American, act like one. Very simple statements of my own expression of Nike. Just do it. Chew the meat, spit out the bones. So for me personally, I do not plan on taking a vaccine for COVID. I have taken other vaccines. I've given a vaccine to my daughter, and I could actually do an entire show on that. I'm not going to waste my breath on that this evening. I've done it in the past. I'm sure I'll do it in the future. But... I'm not doing that in this case, but my peace is in knowing that I'm resting in the Lord. I'm taking care of my immune system. I'm not receiving lies about who I am and what I am. And they're coming. If you think you're dealing with lies as an American citizen, and I know many of you as my followers and listeners also follow Lynn Wood online, and you know for sure what kind of assault he is under because he shares it with you. And it's true. It is real. There's nothing fake about the the uh, uh, the barrage of Scud missiles headed his way on any given hour of the day. I mean, it is very true. And he is sharing all of that with you. And not so that you'll feel sorry for him. Not to build a case against his accusers either. He is absolutely sharing that with you. A, I believe, this is my humble opinion, and just knowing him to the extent that I do. And honestly, we've never even met in person. So there, for some of you who are like, well, no, we've never met in person. He was on my show. Actually, I'll tell you exactly how I met Lynn Wood. You ready? And then we'll go back to what I think his motives are for sharing his life with you. Here, Well, here's his number one motive. He loves you. That's it. It's that simple. He loves you. And he has nothing to hide. So we invite you in because I we know I know for sure it encourages you because I see your comments. So does he. I see your emails. 
It encourages you to stand up against the barrage of lies. And that's, a, that's awesome. For someone to be able to take the battle that he's been in and then turn around and encourage you, embolden you not to receive lies about you and false accusations and slander and defamation, not to roll over on your liberty. Not to abdicate your authority. Not to abdicate your constitutional rights. That's why he does what he does. Some of you think he's a showboat. I've heard that too. I've read all the emails. Here's the deal. You thought that about President Trump. And guess what he left us with? Promises made, promises kept. So keep showboating. I don't care. I don't really care what his shortcomings are if he's keeping his promises and he loves us. It is none of my business what his shortcomings are unless his shortcomings are starting to cost the country our liberty, which he has never done. What difference does it make how many lovers he's had? What difference does it make what's on his tax returns at this point? Unless he's been, you know, you could actually prove that he was engaged in some nefarious activity. He's a businessman. He's been engaged in business his entire life. Actually, probably while he was knitted in the womb of his mother. The Lord already knew he was going to be a very successful business uh, tycoon. So, so what? Gotcha. I gotcha. We live in the gotcha culture. And now I'm going to cancel you. But people don't want to cancel you. I need you to understand something. Quit saying cancel culture. That is a lie. They want to annihilate you. I'm not a hysterical woman. I'm telling you that's the enemy's kingdom. That's his objective because the word tells you he comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. It doesn't say he came to cancel. He didn't come to cancel us. He came to kill us and to rob from us and to destroy us because he's jealous of us. That's what came forward in my ministry session today. It was groundbreaking. How I have forgotten that, I have no idea. And when I say groundbreaking, pillars of belief in my personal life crumbled like this nation's crumbling right now. I have said it for five years of my profession on the air. This nation is the envy of the world. And the world has sought to infiltrate this nation through a myriad of things, whether it's blackmailing, leadership, elected officials. Do you think Nancy Pelosi wants to stay in Congress for 100 years? No. Do you think Diane Feinstein literally wants to stay in Congress for 50 years? No. No. No one wants to stay. I mean, y'all think they're just power-hungry people. No. These are compromised people. Some people don't have a choice. You think you still have a vote. The people of California still think, you, and rightfully so, some of you have actually seen things flip. You know why? Because every now and then, Satan will throw you a little bone. He'll bless you with a win. He'll bless you with a victory just so you think you're doing something. In the meantime, he still has people in positions of authority who are geopolitically compromised. Does this any of this make sense to you? Another Lynn Woodism. If it makes sense, then it makes sense. Does it make sense? Does that make sense to you what I just said? And if you're a believer, it goes beyond just making sense. 
you know I'm speaking truth. You may not want to believe it, but it doesn't change that my truth is truth because it's not my truth. It's the inerrant word of God. And I believe it. You know why I believe it? Because there's a little bit of faith. Well, actually, there's a whole lot of faith in why I believe what I do. And because there's pure, basic life application, life experience. I've seen it. I've seen the truth in action. I've seen that two plus two really is four. I don't care how many times you put an electric probe on my head and tell me, no, what is it again? Isn't it five? Okay, it's five. It's five. What? Okay. Oh, no, 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 it's four. It's four. No, what's the answer? Okay, okay. It's whatever you tell me it is. Right now, America, you're being told that you're the enemy, that if you're a patriot, you are a domestic terrorist. If you're a Christian, you're an extremist. If you're a Trump supporter, you should die. You deserve prison. You're an enemy of the state. That's what you're being called. They're maligning you. It's your choice. Take it into your belly. Be wounded over it. Be sick over it. Be embittered over it. So eventually your body responds to your thoughts and your feelings because you're not shielded with the mind of Christ. You don't have an iron dome of faith over your life. I'm not chiding you. I care about you. And I see your desperation. And I'm just that mother. I'm a coach and a nurse. And right now I'm in coach mode. You can ask my daughter. I'm an ass kicker when it comes to stuff like when I'm on a battlefield and you're and I see you down and you don't know if you can go on. Yes, you can get up. We've got to keep you are under fire. Keep moving, America. Don't retreat. This is not time to retreat. This is time to charge the field with truth. Not violence. For those of you listening in the alphabet soup agencies, not violence. For you nosy Miss Kravitz neighbors, you know who I'm talking about. Your little bewitched neighbors who are like, oh, Monica Matthews said, no. I'll tell you exactly what I said. This is what I said, and this is what I meant when I said it. I usually own my words, and I can also see how they get misconstrued. Because that, but if I spent my entire life trying to measure every word I said according to a counter measure, sometimes I do. It depends, especially if I'm strategizing with leaders. Absolutely. When it comes to shaping a narrative, absolutely. Your words always matter. But what really matters, the measuring stick by which you know you will be defended by the God of all creation is if you're speaking truth. Truth is not relative. I know, I know the Obama administration worked really, really, really hard to convince some of you. Or, you know, Dan Cathy, God bless him. He's a personal friend of mine. I love that man. But when I see him sitting on a stage of a mega church in Atlanta who has done more good for girls coming out of trafficking, for our youth, oh my gosh, I love Louis Giglio and his ministry. I love Passion City Church. But when I see basic tenets of the church being maligned or completely and utterly not recognized with intrinsic value, because we are aligning with a social justice narrative of communism in the way of Black Lives Matter, which we all know has been instituted 
by communists. They're not socialists. They're communists. They're Marxists. They're self-avowed Marxists, by the way. They took that off their homepage because people actually decided to scoot on over there and not be afraid and find out who they were. And they're like, oh, crap. Some people are catching on. So let's switch to lies. Lies by omission. Sometimes omitting something is lying, and you know it because you know the motive of of why you're doing what you're doing. Black Lives Matter is not United States of America friendly. Sharia law is not United States of America friendly. It is not you friendly. If you're a patriot, those two ideologies are not friendly towards you. They do not want you to exist. Do you understand that? You're either going to concede, capitulate, or what's the other word I used to tell my my producer? Uh, you have to convert. Thank you. Convert. It's convert or die. And that is absolute truth. There's a war going on for your mind, for the soul of this nation. We use tropes like that, like they're just political. They're just, you know, cardboard campaign slogans. It's just going to go on a mailer. Will it fit? I don't know. Should we do a, a three by five? Should we do a four by six? I mean, you know, I do these things in campaigns. These are conversations we have. Well, how will it look if we tw- if we turn it this way? And what if there's a really cute college girl standing over here next to this? And, you know, all these psychological games we play with you guys to, to try to win your hearts, <laughs> to message. Well, here's your straight up Holy Ghost message. You're being lied to, America. Stop believing lies. And start speaking and exercising truth. That's it. That's your only choice. That's the only way out of this. If Donald Trump literally descended into the Oval Office, because clearly no one else is there because the lights are still out. But if he descended into the Oval Office in an evil Knievel suit, right? And said, hey, I'm back. Isn't that amazing? Ha! Huh. Finally, the Supreme Court heard Lynn Wood's case in Sidney Powell's and Pennsylvania. And here we are. This is amazeballs. MAGA. Eight more years, whatever. Or there's a new election, right? Gotcha, Joe. See ya. Gotcha, Chinese Communist Party. We're taking our country back. Some of you still need this truth. You know why? Because it's truth. And we got here because we've been believing lies. We vote for people based on lies they tell us. And not everybody who, you know, I'm just here to tell you guys this. We have to have mercy for people who have fallen into snares. And it's hard for me because I pray like David. I'm not going to lie. Lynn calls it something, some kind of scriptures that are in the Old Testament. I'm just not as versed as he is and stuff like that. And that's fine. But it's some kind of praying when you, you know, are praying in accordance with David. Because David was straight up gangster with his prayers. He was like, here's the deal. They're coming to get me and you got to get them first, God. Thank you. Amen. Open the open the earth and swallow them up because I can't handle all this, right? I'm afraid. I'm running. My bed's in hell. Maybe it's not. My best friend, Jonathan, good grief. He's trying to kill me. Saul thinks I'm, you know, I got to come play something for him or he's going to kill me too. My whole army's out to get me. Oh my gosh. The man, a mere mortal, a human, suffered so much and called upon God every time. Listen, I'm struggling. This sucks. Help me. Where are you? Kill him. Get him. That's how David prayed. Like, just open the earth, Father, and devour my enemies. And I'd be lying to you if I said I didn't pray like that sometimes. I've admitted to doing that, right? Just, Father, just get up and get my enemies. And then I'm reminded to pray for my enemies and bless those who spitefully use me. Forgive those who abandon me. 
Forgive those who have lied about me. Forgive those who have tried to kill me with their words, deeds, and thoughts. Bless them. Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. The man literally took a spear and stabbed him in his rib. He knew exactly what he was doing in the flesh, but he had no idea what type of pawn he was in the spirit. And it worked in our favor because we're saved. And the prophecies were true. And I'm going to tell you something, church. There are a lot of pastors who have blasphemed the Holy Spirit. And we, and, and we need to pray on their behalf, even if they've been separated as wheat from chaff. They may not realize they've blasphemed the Holy Spirit, but they have. If they aligned with a particular prophecy and fed that to you as their flock, and then it didn't happen in the timing in which they thought it should or would or could, probably because of lack of understanding or, you know, just not understanding that there's a reason Joe Biden's administration has not been invited to the Pentagon yet, much less allowed. Um, there's a reason other things are not happening around us. There's a reason that Joe Biden flew in on a rent-a-copter, a rent-a-plane, like an Uber, Uber flight, um, you know, wheels up <laughs> to the inauguration of the president of the United States. Two plus two is equaling five with everything you see happening right now. There's a reason for that, okay? You're being lied to on a massive scale. And it's really hard for some of you to receive, but you'll receive other lies about yourselves because that's something you understand. You understand fear. You understand guilt and shame. And that's how that's what nihilism feeds off of all of that to ultimately take you out. But there were some, there were some pastors who align or prophets who, 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 you know, remember some were called, some were chosen and some just showed up. <laughs> I love that. And, um, and, and a lot, I think what we're seeing is a lot of people just kind of showed up, right? They're like, Hey, here's an industry to tap into. And, you know, I was, I was told I'd make a good prophet or pastor or, you know, what, who knows what goes on in people's heads and hearts because we don't know. It's the lust that's in their own heart that carries them away. And that's what the Bible tells us. And it's absolutely true because it's true in my own life. And I'm still discovering what carries me away because lust isn't always about sex. That's a trope. That's a spiritual trope. It is about a lot of different things, power, fear, safety, right? A lot of things women do because we want to be safe. We align ourselves with the wrong critters because safety is a basic desire and need in being a human. So the enemy exploits that in us depending upon what our past wounds are and the level of desperation with which we will seek uh, to be safe. That's why we have to be very careful about judging why people do what they do, because we do not know the intents of the heart. Most of us don't know the intents of our own heart. God has to show me that regularly. It's pretty ugly. 
And then it's also pretty unnecessary where he's like, hey, 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 girl, time to, you can leave that behind. You don't have to keep taking that with you. Let's move on from that because I need you to step up into a different level of your calling. And that just isn't going to serve you anymore. And some of you need to hear that. You just need to leave some thoughts behind. Some feelings attached to the thoughts and the memories. You need to lay that down at the cross and let him heal you and comfort you and put you back together again. It's okay. But there are a lot of pastors who have said, and, and prophets, if you will, are like, well, you know, we, we thought we heard Kim. Kim Clement, right? We thought we heard him, but, well, it didn't happen. And, you know, we're sorry. And, and the church, of course, is like super guilty because the body's like, well, we're not coming back here because you can't even hear from God, right? And if you can't hear from God, and I know for sure I'm not hearing from God unless you hear from God because I've already abdicated my relationship with God to you as my pastor and my idol. And because I get a seat at your, you know, I get to sit on the right side of the church at the very front so everybody knows that I'm a big donor. (laughs) Y'all know I'm telling the truth. I love you, though. I'm not condemning you. I'm just telling you the truth. This is how it is. Church is, by and large, the modern-day American church is a joke. We are an impotent joke to the, to the forces of darkness. How do I know that? Because we're sitting in the middle of a soft coup with a president who really isn't all there, who really probably isn't maybe kind of, sort of, your legitimate president, and you believe it. We have boys biological boys who have been castrated or otherwise neutered into believing spiritually and emotionally and physiologically that they're girls competing with our girls. Now we're back to that again. Do you really think that Jesus Christ and God and the Holy Spirit said, hey, you know what? Good job on the Trump four years. Let's roll it back to what we had during Obama because, you know, we're real big fans of going backward in our kingdom. Does that make any sense to you? You don't even have to know the Bible to say, no, that doesn't make sense. Doesn't sound like the God of liberty, does it? No. Now, for some of you religious ones who believe God is going to punish everybody and God's punishing us right now because we deserve it because we kill babies, I don't. Do you? I don't support Planned Parenthood. I do not support killing children. I also do not support shaming women and men who have gone down that path and been ensnared in that. Yep. You can do both. You can stand for life. You can stand for the law of preserving life while exercising the spirit of that law that says if you have violated that law, there is mercy for you, baby. Do you know how many men live in guilt because they live in terror that they killed the only heir, the only male heir they would have? Or they've just become so calloused they don't want to hear from God? Or they pay double tithes to make up for their sin? This is eternal stuff, y'all. This is not election stuff. This is eternity. This is not an election cycle. 
And I know all about election, well, not all about, but I know a little bit about election cycles. What you see unfolding right now is not right versus left. It is absolutely hell versus our Father. What I remembered today was that Lucifer was very jealous about God's creation of man. I'm not going to get into the pre-Adamic society and all of that. That's a whole other show. And I would probably need to bring someone else on with me who's a little bit more in-depth and knowledgeable on things of that nature. And I don't want to trip you up in that. This is too important. But when Satan, when Lucifer said to himself, who was, by the way, Lucifer was a music, most beautiful angel in all of heaven. I mean, he was beautiful and he emanated. He was, he was the embodiment of sound. Can you imagine? And light, like he was just beautiful. And his arrogance and pride and and jealousy of us is what drives him. His jealousy of God's love for us is what drives him to lie about us. He is the accuser of the brethren. And who is our advocate? You know why I have so much respect for Lynn Wood? And I imagine most of you do too. Because he defended innocent people. He advocated and defended, much like our Savior does, on our behalf. Linwood defended innocent people who were maligned. And he's still doing it while being maligned himself. He still defends your liberties, your constitutional rights, your biblical identity and rights. And I love that. That is very godly. That is our Father's kingdom. That matters. You keep asking him, how do we, what do we do? How do we get through this? We're tired. We want to see this. We haven't seen that. I mean, we're like a bunch of Israelites out in the middle of the desert. We just watched the parting of the seas. And 20 feet in, we're like, I'm hungry. Did somebody bring the Big Macs? I mean, what do we, hold on. Where's the lamb burgers, you know? And it's like, no, dude, like you're on the run. You're in the desert. It should have taken you 40 days. It took 40 years. And you know why? Because the Bible says they were a stiff-necked people. They were obstinate and they refused to enter into his rest. Many of you are resting, W-R-E-S-T, which is the root word of wrestling. You are wrestling right now with what your eyes see, which are fooling you, by the way. Common sense. If it doesn't make sense, it doesn't make sense. And you have no control over what is actually making what's actually reality and what to do about it any more than the rest of us right now. But here's what you do control your mind, your personal choices, your daily choices, your family's choices, your monetary choices, your eating habits, your health habits, your emotional choices, your communal choices. You have choices around all of that. Uh, There are some nations who don't even have that. There are some people right now 
living in prison cells who do not have that luxury of those choices. They're told what to eat, when, how, who they can visit with. Some people are in solitary confinement who have absolutely been champions of your liberty and uncovering a wealth of corruption. They're sitting in solitary confinement right now to be tortured because there's nothing worse than being isolated. That's why they do it. You're isolated because it's torture. It's awful. Sometimes they do it to keep people safe, but more often than not, especially if you're a political prisoner, you're in isolation. Now think about that. How does the enemy have most of you right now? Isolated. Isolated from your communities, your churches, your families. If not in proximity, for sure, in ideology. You're isolated. That is the work of the devil. That is not the work of our Father. So I'm going to read some things to you and I'm going to end. Because I've talked enough. I'm tired. I'm going to go get on my couch and watch a movie because I can. Oh my God. I'm going to read this to you. Lynn gave us some pointers last night, gave you guys some pointers, which were awesome because he had just had one of those days where he's like, you know what? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take our power back and we're going to do it lawfully. And we're going to do it um, with hope and love and the joy of the Lord and our constitution This is what we're doing. All right, so I'm going to read them to you. There's 21 steps of things that you can do. I just gave you some things to do spiritually. I also highly recommend, you know, start with getting honest with yourself. Here's a little cleansing routine spiritually that is really going to help. I'm not kidding. I'm not being funny and I'm not being religious. It's going to help you set the the battlefield because you're in the middle of a battle and you're surrounded by minds. You just don't know it. And you're scared because I see your responses and you're confused and you're mad. And you're desperate. And desperate people make desperate decisions. So I don't want you to do that. Okay. So the first thing you do to regain your sound mind is to stop right where you are and assess where you are. How are you feeling? What are you thinking? What are your finances? What do you owe? What are, what are your opportunities before you? Um, who are the people around you that can be leveraged in a good way? What are the relationships that you can start leveraging in order to pick yourself back up and to help others pick themselves back up? Leverage does not have to be a four-letter word. So there are very simple things you can do. Have you taken a walk? Have you spent time down on the floor with your dog? Have you spent time down on the floor with your babies? Have you spent time reading the Constitution to your kids? Have you read a little pocket Constitution lately or your Bill of Rights? These are very simple things that feed your spirit. They feed your body. What are some things that you can purge right now, spiritually speaking? Do you have negative people around you? Do you have someone who is incessantly negative that you just need to shut out of your life for the time being, or at least at the very least, um, stand, defend your boundaries, your personal boundaries, your space of your spirit space. Listen, he who does not have rule over his spirit is like a city with his walls torn down and every manner of beast comes in and out. Do you have every manner of beast coming in and out of your spirit, your psyche, your feelings, your day, your hope, your joy, you know, your fears. I mean, all that stuff. Take personal inventory first. Do you have people you need to forgive? Are you on that list? Do you have dead ideas that are no longer serving you? Dead emotions. Dead memories that just keep playing over and over and over. Are you sitting in self-pity? Are you one of the millions of Americans right now feeling sorry for themselves? Or I can't believe Trump left us. Are you complaining? 
You know, are you following really negative people? Are you mocking a lot lately? Are you handling all of this and digesting it by mocking? Are you be- or have you become more sarcastic? Are you drinking more? Are you eating more? Are you not eating enough? Are you sleeping at all? Are you taking more stomach pills and acids and all of that? Right? Are you taking more ibuprofen? Is your body screaming at you because of what your spirit has endured because the walls are down? Are your thoughts sober and rooted in Christ? Very basic things that you can do to take your power back from the dark forces at large. All right, here's Lynn's uh, 21 steps to maintaining and procuring, is my words, Dun-dun-da-da, your liberty. Ready? So he starts this by saying, How are you feeling tonight? Getting tired of watching your freedom stolen from you, your family, and your friends? Getting tired of watching criminals stay out of jail and stay in the government? Getting tired of a, quote, media hiding the truth and spewing lies, propaganda? Getting tired of worrying about your job? Getting tired of being told to wear a mask and being told how far you can stand from other human beings? Getting tired of sending your money overseas to be wasted or investing it for your future only to see it manipulated by strangers for their benefit to your loss? Getting tired of your friends being terrorized and threatened by the FBI for simply attending peacefully and political assembly to support President Trump? Getting tired of being threatened because you merely speak with and exercise your First Amendment rights, or you speak truth and exercise your First Amendment rights? Getting tired of being told when and how you can worship God with your fellow believers? I am. I do not advocate and would never advocate violence. But I believe in nonviolent civil disobedience urged and exercised by Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., I believe in the power of the people. My next post will discuss some lawful acts we the people must start undertaking, must start undertaking now before we lose all of our freedoms. It is time to once again reclaim our Bill of Rights, every one of them. Now more than ever, it is time to pray to Almighty God and ask God to strike this evil down. We, the people, will not go quietly in the night. And that strike that evil down. Ephesians 6 and 12, right? We're not warring against flesh and blood. We're warring against powers and principalities and wickedness in high places. And that's what that is. Strike the evil down, Lord. The evil manifesting itself in the second heavens and here on this earth. Scatter your enemies. That is a godly prayer. That prayer can also be misconstrued. By a lying, held hostage by the enemy of all liberty and truth, government, and agencies thereof. So you have to be aware of that. But if you're speaking truth, you can know that you know, you know, you know, that Jesus Christ is the defender of you. All right, here's our steps. Ready? He says, what can we do to nonviolently within the law to fight back to reclaim our freedom? What can we do to fight back to reclaim our freedom within the law nonviolently? Here's what we can do. Number one, 
Pray, 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 pray. Psalms 35, 37, 140 through 145. That's Psalms 35, 37, 140 through 145. Number two, tell your friends who think the election was le- who think the election was legal to go get a mental health examination. They're the ones who are crazy or willfully ignorant. Number three, call a communist a communist. Do not be intimidated. Exercise your free speech to the maximum extent of, allowed by the law. If someone is exercising communism or displaying the mind thereof, and you are a beholder of truth, it is incumbent upon you to speak truth, and you do so with wisdom and mercy, love and grace. But you do not accept a lie as truth, and your silence is abdication. Your silence is agreement. Now, I am cautioning you to use wisdom, to exercise wisdom, right? If you overhear a group of strangers in a grocery store or at a restaurant, bar, whatever, particularly you guys, you bar flies, and you're like, they're want to talk politics. And the more people drink, the more they want to talk smack about politics, particularly Please make a commitment to yourself that if you're drinking alcohol, you will not attempt to speak truth, slurred or not, to someone who appears to be a communist. That would not be wise. That's not prudent. Okay? That's a Monica. There's my injection. Number four. Make sure you do not buy anything made in China. When you find a cell phone made in America, throw away your iPhone. In the meantime, do not spend a dime with Apple, Google, Amazon, Walmart, or other major companies who do business with the enemy. Cut off their money. Boycott them. Again, throw the term cancel out of your vocabulary. They are not here to cancel you. They are here to kill you, to annihilate your freedoms. When I say kill you... Well, some people are legitimately here to wipe you off the face of the planet. We have World War II and some of my family to account for that truth. So some of that is rhetorical hyperbole, but some of it is not. Because we know the enemy comes to do what? Steal, kill, and destroy. It could be your reputation they're trying to kill. It could be your hope. It could be your joy. It could be your person. All right. Here we go. Number five, write members, write members of the military and tell them you love the fact that they will never dishonor their oath to defend the Constitution, freedom, and the people. That means they're here not to defend President Trump or, uh, or Biden or no. Do you do, you do realize, for those of you who are in the military, you know what I'm about to say is true. I did not know this until recently. When you enlist, you're an officer, your constitutional rights go away. You now abide by the law of the military. That's kind of scary for some of us who are like, okay, how about those constitutional rights? Because you get sent before a tribunal and, yeah, military tribunal, and awesome. Good luck with that. Yeah. So, I mean, that's not to disparage the military, but it's just kind of like that's one of those holy crapness things for me where I'm like, yeah, I think I'd rather stick with the constitutional uh, rights that I have. <laughs> um. So write to them is what Lynn is saying. Write to the members of your military and tell them that you love the fact and remind them really is what you're doing, that you love the fact that they have sworn, they've taken an oath with their lives that they will never dishonor the Constitution and maybe they need to be reminded of that. In total respect 
and gratitude. You can do that. Number six, injustice inflicted on one is injustice inflicted on all. Amen. Stand up for your fellow patriots. If one is being mistreated or harassed for their belief in freedom and support of President Trump, flood the enemy with emails and voicemails with words supporting your fellow patriot and decrying injustice. Stand up for your fellow patriots. Let your voice be heard over and over again. That is what the left does. And I say the left in quotes. That's what the enemy does. He literally nonstop day and night. The word says he accuses you to your father day and night. Day and night. You know, thank God there's Jesus in between God and Satan. And Jesus is like, all right, no, I can't even hear you. Shut up. Nope, don't want to hear that. And the courts of heaven are very interesting. We should do a show on that one day. Maybe I'll bring Lynn on to do a show about the courts in heaven, since that's his area of absolute expertise or the courts here in the land. But I'd really be interested to, to have a discussion about the courts of heaven and how that what that looks like in contrast or comparison to the courts of this earth. So do that. Write to your military members. Thank them for protecting this country. Thank them for protecting um, our Constitution. Number six, unjust and inflicted. I said as one of the patriots decrying. Stand up for your fellow patriots. Let your voice be heard over and over again. That's what I just said. That um, That's what the enemy does. He is incessant, Right? But we, I think, as, as God-fearing believers, we, we kind of like, and as Americans particularly, right, because we're all so spread out, my relatives in Germany are literally within five miles of each other, or they're on the same uh, piece of land. But um, we are so spread out here. So it's very easy to just become little islands until Sunday, or golf, or, you know, the bar, or whatever you guys are into, right? But in terms of like, um, legit communion. Uh, we don't we don't do that very well here, and so we stay out of other people's business. We look at it as rude, right? If we step into someone else's argument, and and what Lynn is saying here is, it's like let your voice. If you see someone's being abused, you know the left like see something, say something, right? Well, th- that is to actually instill fear in people, right? If you see someone without a mask or 20, it's time to turn them into the CDC who has zero legislative power. (laughs) Much less legal, any kind of authority in the earth whatsoever. (laughs) I have my own theories about that. So let your voice be heard over and over again. If you see one of us as truth tellers being attacked or your friends online Or someone is like, dude, I just lost my job, or I just got reprimanded, or, you know, somebody at work doxxed me. Write to the company. Get a group of folks together and be like, what? Start an online campaign. I mean, shame actually does still work, by the way. Speak lies to truth. Number seven, turn off your television. Do not watch any mainstream media. None of their movies, comedies, game shows, or other meaningless mind junk. Remember, junk in, junk out. That's me. Number eight, read books that tell you how to effectively battle communism, lawfully resist a color revolution, which is what Lynn believes we are seeing right now and really one step away from its completion. So it's important for us to maintain peace and do not commit to taking up arms against your brothers and sisters. That needs to be a commitment that you make to yourself right now. Uh, Number nine. Don't be afraid to wear a MAGA cap. The enemy is scared to death of them, which is absolutely true. There's a lot of fear in that hat. 
in that color. And some of you are fearful because you're like, well, I don't know. They might not let me on the flight or I might be arrested or I might not be let into the restaurant. Well, okay. There are a lot of things that could happen to any of us out here speaking truth. And we do it. So meet us halfway at least. Number 10, consider selling your stocks before the enemy intentionally crashes the market to steal your money. 401ks are worth $0 under communism. Buy precious metals and land. By the way, good luck trying to find silver. And and Lynn's you know, disclaimer here is that he is not a uh, financial advisor, <laughs> licensed or otherwise. But I would tell you the same thing, and I'm nowhere near a financial advisor. If you ask me, what are you doing? I'd be like, I'm getting the hell out of the stock market. That's just me personally. I'm not telling you to do it. Um, but I mean, really, you have your own mind. Use it. Number 11, protect yourself, your family, and your friends. That is still your constitutional right. That does not mean, this is my insert, this does not mean y'all out there running around through the streets like vigilantes. I'm going to tell you this. If you're walking through the streets with a weapon attached to your person or it's in your purse, you need to have had instruction about how to mitigate a circumstance of that nature how to assess accurately when to utilize a weapon. I don't care if it's your mace or a gun or a knife. You need to, even your hairspray can inflame a situation unnecessarily. And the more training you have, the less apt you are to making a very bad decision making a permanent decision in a temporary situation. So we do not need gun-toting Americans out here afraid, filled with rage and contempt and suspicion. Um, That's not what this is about. Of course you have a constitutional right to protect your person, but you also are under mandate to, by local, state, federal law, to ensure that your life is in fact, or someone else's life is in fact in danger. You can't just brandish a weapon on people because you want people to know you ain't going to be messed with. I mean, that's just, no. All right, that's my little plug. All right, so what else? Number 12, organize your communities. Talk to the leaders in your church. Designate leaders in your community and meet regularly. Share truthful news. Oh, that's so good. Take shelter in the word of God and surround yourself with believers. Offer help to non-believers. Lead by example. I've been saying it's time for us to store up the church. I thought we were going to have four more years for sure and be like, all right. I felt like the Lord was saying, okay, this is kind of like, you know, Joseph, right? Store up, stock up. Seven years of famine is coming. Seven years of famine is a long time. I don't know if you've ever been famished for seven years, but and I don't think we've even known fam. Well, yeah, we have. We've had a couple of moments in history of this country of famine. But think about other nations around the globe that have that are still enduring famine. And this is what they do. I talked about them on another show that I don't think I've published yet. I love African people. Oh my god, I love seeing the faces of African people who are out you know, in just remote areas who walk barefoot to everything. They're on the way to church trying to like, you know, we're mad because of traffic. They've got to like try not to be eaten by a lion. 
just to get together and praise the Lord, to give thanks for another day under a really hot sun with very little water and crappy provisions and a horrible, you know, local chief who takes seeds that the simpleton Americans bring over to plant and, you know, and hijacks them from the locals because he's afraid of losing his fiefdom. Yeah, it's gross, but it happens. And we just keep showing up, right? Well, we're back. And we think that we leave and, you know, those people have a little bit more to eat and freedom. And I'm not saying don't do it. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm saying you got to be understanding of the system in which you're dealing. And it's very oppressive. But those folks walk miles to a cinder block hut. And they bring little handmade things and grass made things and wheat, you know. And they have little hand painted artifacts on the walls and it's their house of worship. It's wonderful. They're always smiling with big bright smiles and just the hope of Christ on their face in their eyes, right? It's like, yeah, our circumstances suck, but you know, we love Jesus. We're just grateful that we can see the glory of God. That's an indictment on the American church. Okay. So that's what we're essentially Lynn is asking you to do at number 12. Organize, organize, organize. Take shelter in the word. Take shelter in the word. Take shelter in the word of God. Surround yourself with believers. Offer help to non-believers. Lead by example 13. If your employer is a communist or a communist sympathizer, find enough shelter. I love this man, I swear. I feel like I'm listening to myself on WSB. If your employer is a communist or communist sympathizer, find another job. There will be a patriot who will help you with a job. For the short term, stock up on essentials and prepare to live a more frugal lifestyle. It will be short term pain, but it sure beats the lifestyle under communism. Hello? I've said this about your pastors, for gosh sakes. Well, here we go. Number 14, he kind of addresses this. Resist any friend, in quotes, or leader, in quotes, who urges capitulation to the enemy. Don't tolerate being told to do something or refrain from doing something that in so doing, you violate, you feel violates your basic human rights or the Bill of Rights. Follow the truth of God. Do not cohort with the enemy. And you're like, but my pastor is so great. And he taught us, you know, how bad the black people of America have it. And, you know, he told us that we should just accept the fact that we're so privileged and and, you know, we're just going to teach our children how to paint pictures of black Jesus because, it, you know, equity matters. Right? Bull. Here's equity in the kingdom of God. You ready? All beings are created. What? Equal. I didn't write it. I believe it. And the only reason I believe it is because God said it. So there's no equity in, in the earthly sense. I mean, I know some of you believe we have rewards in heaven and different levels of heaven. Some of you believe there are different levels of hell. I don't even know all about all that. But I know this. Yes, the Lord does talk about rewards in heaven. Um, but I'm talking about equitable. Like this, That is a very demonic term. We're going to make all the... I think Biden in his straw administration has set up something to the effect of the equity <laughs> um, a branch of his government. What? 
Okay, whatever. Next, those are lies, by the way. And if you're pastors, that's what that's why I'm laughing because I'd get on Sunday mornings on WSB Radio out of Atlanta <laughs> when people are on their way to these dead, deaf, and dumb, blind churches. And I say that with love, and but I say it with passion because I'm tired of my father's people being taken into captivity by dead, deaf, dumb, and blind sheep shepherds. Feeding you all stale manna and and spoiled wine. That's not the buffet we were called to. You don't kneel down and wash someone's feet in capitulation to the enemy's way of thinking that there needs to be equity in a constant apology tour based on melanin, based on the sins of this nation's forefathers and up to 60 years ago, and even stuff we still contend with today. I'm not ignorant to the plight of the black person. I married a black man. I watched him die in a bureaucratic system of healthcare that I swore I would never enter again, and I miss it sometimes because I'm a nurse at heart. I have raised a bi-ethnic child in this country. We've had to plan our vacations accordingly. I understand. I'm not black. I will never know what it's like to walk into a restaurant and people judge me by the color of my skin outside of walking into an all-black establishment and having someone look at me like, oh, what's she doing here? I have had that happen. Prejudice is prejudice. Bias is bias. Racism is racism, although I I believe racism is the wrong term. There's only one race, and it's the human race. I believe my godmother when she says, Alvita, she says, There's only one race. It's the human race. I believe that. I hope you do too. All this division is nonsense. It doesn't make sense. It's nonsense. It's lies. Stop believing lies. So if your pastor says to you, well, it's not really communism, and the Bible says that we're supposed to respect our leaders, right? That's how most of you got your churches shut down. If the church had any knowledge at all, when governors were telling you that you could, that they were encroaching upon your uh, freedom of expression, your religious expression, and in your ability to gather and worship, even with masks, had every church in this country risen up in the spirit of Jesus Christ to say, nope, that's a lie. We're not going to live according to lies. We would not be in the position we're in right now as a nation. Judgment will begin in the church. It's happening right now. The wheat is being separated from the chaff. Some of y'all are going to have to decide And I believe God has grace in that. If you realize, oh crap, I think I'm some of the chaff. I think I might be thrown out with the chaff, whatever that's going to look like. I'm not the one doing the throwing and I'm not the one doing the separating. God is. He told us not to worry about that. He would do it himself. But he did command us to weed our gardens. He did command us to separate ourselves, to mark those who cause division and separate yourselves from them. He did say that. That means you have to have a, quote, discriminating eye. And I don't mean in the way of um, meanness or how, you know, the world system is a four-letter word for you to have a discriminating palette about something. To be discriminant is not a four-letter word. It's called exercising discernment. I digress. 15, identify the enemy in federal, state, local government and flood their emails and voicemails with demands for freedom and recognition of your God-given rights. I mean, 
what are they going to do? Come get you because you've sent them an email? I'm not talking about harassing, and neither is he, our officials. He's saying that if all of you got together, if 750,000 of you who follow Lynn Wood alone, not to mention Don Jr., General Flynn, Sidney Powell, the president, uh, you know, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, I mean, any number of folks on uh, Telegram with hundreds of thousands of followers, if you guys spend as much time sending letters regarding your own liberty to people in positions of authority that you do bitching and complaining and moaning and capitulating and griping online and questioning and being desperate online on several telegram accounts, you'd be amazed how far down the field you could get the ball. And you may not see the effects of it right now, but truth will always prevail over lies. Number 16. If your friend does not care to stand up for freedom, find another friend who does. Amen. The former will end up being friends with the enemy. Absolutely true. Do not fear rejecting such people. I love that. Do not fear rejecting such people. Freedom deserves better. You can send them off in love. You don't have to hate them. You don't have to send them. By the way, I've decided since you're voting for communist Biden, that, you know, we just can't, or you think we, there was nothing wrong with the election results. I, I would, I would uh, direct your attention back to number two of this list. <laughs> Maybe they should be admitted for a psych evaluation because there's been mounds of evidence. I digress again. Um, but seriously, because what? A little bit of leaven does what? It ruins the whole lump. You don't have time to be around somebody who's, uh, consorting with the enemy in the enemy's communism. That is an ideology that is contradictive at best <laughs> to freedom. 17, spend as little money as possible. Cut off and limit the enemy's receipt and use of sales tax. Ooh, receipt of and use of sales tax. There you go. You don't want to pay taxes? Quit buying stuff. Quit consuming. Get what you need and chew the meat, spit out the bones. Number 18, after you organize your community, identify lawyers who are patriots who will assist you when lawfully and nonviolently resist unconstitutional demands, such as wearing a mask or limiting the number of people in your home or your church. They cannot put us all in jail. That was my point to New Yorkers. Literally watching two of who I think are the worst human beings in the country dance in the middle of Times Square, right? And on New Year's Eve, when it's normally comprised of millions of New Yorkers and people from all over the world go to New York City to celebrate the ringing in of the new year. There were three people in this shot, two of which were, um, you know, elected, quote, officials. Well, one of them was, okay, the other one can't seem to find $800 million of psychiatric health care money, but that's another story. Um, so they're dancing, and I'm looking at the streets going, and I'm watching everyone mock on Twitter. Well, I can't believe. And then the, just memes, you know, because that's what we've resorted to. That's our firepower. We literally have resorted to memes and, you know, 120 keystrokes. Seriously, we are a pathetic people sometimes, I'm telling you. I'm guilty too, so I get it. I'm barking at myself, but I'm thinking, 
y'all are making fun of the fact, oh, he's the worst governor. I've seen all these media personalities. It just makes me so ill when I see that because I'm like, here's what the here's what's really going on. Millions of New Yorkers did not have the spiritual, mental, emotional, patriotic, uh, patriotic, testicular, ovarian, spine, whatever fortitude you want to call it, to actually descend upon Times Square and take their city back on New Year's Eve with masks. What are they going to do? Put all of you in jail for standing out in the middle of Times Square and singing Old Lang Syne? Is that what they're going to do? No, they're not. The people of Italy finally had enough of that crap. They're like, we're going to dinner. See ya. Pull up a chair, grab you a piece of lasagna and pour you a glass of wine and sit down. But we're not leaving. We've had enough of this crap. That is the human spirit. Where's yours? After, where are we? Number 19, stop waiting on others to protect your freedom. Make sacrifices yourself for your liberty. It will be well worth it. If not for you, then your children, your grandchildren, and your generations to come. Number 20, talk to members of your community in person and form a plan for community unity and protection. Care for others more than yourself, especially when it comes to standing up for freedom. 21, love all and forgive all, but always demand justice and righteousness. His final thought for last night was this. I have quickly banged out some ideas for action tonight. We should all come up with more, refine them, and share them. When you find a truth giver online, tell all of your friends to listen, join, and share that person or his or her message with others. People long for truth. Spread it far and wide. Never stop. Never quit. Use your common sense and think for yourself. Trust God. Wait on the Lord. Talk to Jesus in prayer and tell him how you feel. He listens, and he will answer. God bless you, Lynn. I'm going to leave you with that. That's a mouthful. I'm not scolding you. I love you. I'm a coach. Get up. Get up, America. Stand up and run your race. That's what you're called to. People died for you to be able to do that. And you do it lawfully. You do it in truth, with courage, strength, swiftness. I love you. Until tomorrow, you can catch me wherever. You know where to find me. MonicaMatthews.com. You can share my work everywhere. I'm on iTunes, Stitcher, all that good stuff. I'll share the show I was on today, and hopefully you guys will enjoy that. That'll be up shortly. Be good to your neighbor beginning your own mirror. Remember, if you're an American, act like one. I just hope your heart's full. Oh, 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 oh